What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. We're in the last week of April. That means it's going to be month five next week. And uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, <laughs> shit's going by fast. Um, so I want to start out with a little bit of gratitude. Thank you, God, for you know um, having me be alive. Thank you for helping me find my purpose. Thank you for helping me figure out who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing on this world. Um, it, it does go by fast guys. So, um, what I want to talk to you a little bit about today is kind of like a, a little bit of a testimony. Um, but also a little bit about where I find myself today and, uh, how I personally found God and, um, why that's changed my life. Um, so first off, um, you know, I was raised in a household that had some Christianity in it. I, I was raised in Utah, you know, there's the, um, the Mormons out there and, um, you know, I ended up going to a church for a while when I was younger. Um, I do remember saying the salvation prayer, but I was very young. I don't think I really understood what it meant there, but I did feel it in my soul. Um, and I, you know, I had a lot of trauma I was trying to cope with. And then when my grandfather died, who was my father figure, I kind of just like went off the deep end and didn't really know how to handle myself. I didn't know how to do anything. And I'll be, he may not have been a great example. Um, I just didn't know what it looked like to be a man. And I think when you are a young man, growing up in the world and you don't have an example of what a man should be, it's very hard to model it, especially if you put yourself around people who are poor models. Um, so I spent many years running away from it. I, it got to the point where I would consider myself like, would have considered myself maybe what you would call like an evangelical atheist. I know that seems kind of like a contradiction. It is. But I felt like it was my business to try to convince other people that what they believed was wrong, which is ridiculous, right? Oh man, I got some shit in my eye here. Um, but, uh, you know, throughout, you know, my addiction throughout the, you know, trying times of my life, all the difficulties, the pain, the ups, the downs, the everything. Um, I just always felt lonely. I felt empty. I felt purposeless. Um, and so I tried to fill that feeling with experiences. Um, and those experiences might've been getting drunk. It might've been getting high. It might've been having sex. It might've been, you know, any number of things, but really what happened is that I, I believe that I had this God shaped hole in my spirit and my purpose that I was neglecting. And because I was neglecting that, I felt the neglect of my soul and, you know, I wanted to fill that gap and it doesn't matter what you put in that gap. It doesn't matter what you put in that hole that is your life's purpose. Um, it will never fill that need until, until you find that and then you start doing the right thing. So, you know, I'd started to try to get, you know, as I had my first year down clean coming up on 18 months, I'd started to try to figure out what spirituality meant to me. And as I did that, um, that was right around the same time Cassie passed. And I, I remember being so upset when she broke up with me. Um, I mean, it did happen very swiftly. It was like two weeks. She'd broken up with me and then she passed on, uh, right at the end of that two weeks. It was like, I, I can't describe how traumatic it was to, to deal with all that, having to move, pick up everything, figure out what I was even going to do with my life. Um, and then, and go from there. And one of my friends had suggested that I start saying a prayer every morning. Um, and it was a St. Francis's prayer. I can't remember the exact words of it, but check it out. It's good. I promise. Um, and I was trying to open my idea to the, uh, uh, concept of spirituality, but that was right when Cassie passed on. And I started praying, 
um, for the first time in a serious manner in what I could really honestly recall in for my whole life. Um, and, uh, you know, I prayed for Cassie's spirit. I prayed for the spirit of the people that were with her. I prayed for the spirit of everybody that was, you know, watching her go through what she was going through. Um, and I prayed for truth and peace and everything that on, on everybody. I didn't expect for that. And I'm not saying that God answered my prayer in that way, but, um, I didn't expect for that peace to come with her, her passing. Um, but when everything was said and done, there was a few things that became very, very clear to me. Um, a, that I hadn't, I wasn't in the same house any longer when she had started using again. So I didn't, I wasn't around the temptation to do it. Um, when she passed, I, I didn't find her like that. And I, I can only imagine how hard that would have been for me to have found her. Um, I'm super glad that didn't happen. My heart continuously goes out to her mother for finding her like that. I can't even imagine. Um, but more importantly, also on top of all that, I had a support network already built up because of the situation that I was going through, um, that sudden breakup, not understanding what was going on, um, her moving on so fast into another relationship, the, um, fact that the business that I had built and built with her on top of the business I'd built before I met her was like now gone all of a sudden. Um, so I had a support network and when she passed on, I was able to actually ask for help. And I knew what to do to try to get these emotions out of myself. Um, and I found my purpose in sharing that story. And one of the things that I get caught up in all the time is I'm always like, what's the dream? What's the end goal? What are the things that I want to do with my life? But I'm finding more and more often that it's the process that is the dream. The thing that I share every day, the vulnerability, the, the willingness to understand and tell people I've been broken. I've been there. When I thought I was at the top of my game, it was just a stepping stone to where I'm at now. And that means that if I think I'm at the top now, the stepping stone to where I'm going next is going to be fucking insane. But I can't see that. I don't have that plan in mind for me the same way God does. I have some loose plans, but really what I need to do is lose myself in the process Lose myself in the process of getting vulnerable, of talking to you all, of being willing to share, do the things that are just correct. And I think as I've developed this way, one of the things I've realized is that the more disconnected I am from helping other people find their spiritual passion, and the more disconnected I am from helping other people find their financial, familial, and, and just mental health and, and take a hold of that, the less I feel my purpose connected to me. The less I am willing to make sure that my connection to my creator is powerful, the less able I am to transfer that to other people. You can't transfer what you don't have. You keep what you have by freely giving it away. And so as I get more and more like spiritually like connected, the more I realize that I sometimes have this tendency to focus so much on the product about the end goal, about where I might be going, about what might be happening, that I forget to understand that sometimes the thing that God has planned for me is so much bigger than what I thought was going to be the big thing that it's not even funny. And that the less I grab a hold and grasp a hold of those goals, and the more I grab a hold of the process that it takes to get those types of things, the process it takes to become a world-class speaker, the process it takes to become a world-class motivator, the process it takes to just become anything that we find desirable in our hearts and our souls. And once we get obsessed with that process, we realize that that was our purpose all along. So truly, 
I believe for you to understand what God's purpose is for your life, you need to stop trying to force the things to happen in your life and start forcing yourself to take the actions that'll make those things appear. That's, that's simple. We always like, what's my purpose in life? What am I doing? What Your purpose in life is to help other human beings and to live the best life you can and be the biggest inspiration to everyone around you to improve themselves as well. That being said, you don't do that by trying to inspire people. You do that by being honest about who you are and what God's done in your life. Because that's what's going to inspire people. When I can tell people about living in a trap house and just hoping that that hit would be the one that killed me. When I can tell people that I thought I was such a horrendous piece of shit that I'd never, ever, ever have anybody truly love me. When I, when I told people that I was so spiritually corrupt that God would never want me back. When I told people that my kids would probably be better off without me. When I told people that my mom and dad didn't love me and so they left me because I wasn't lovable. When I told myself that. Because truly, I did believe those things, but they weren't true. And if you believe something, it might as well be true because you'll act as if it was. And so I've realized that every one of us has a testimony, has a story that will speak to somebody else in the world. And that it is our job to actively live that story and to tell it as we do so, so that we can pass the lessons on to other people that they may not have to go through the same type of pain and fire that we did. It's not about giving your kids the toys you didn't have. It's about giving your kids the spiritual principles and tools that you didn't have. I would much rather have my kids live a spiritually sound life than live a life full of toys and distractions and things that will fade away when you're gone. And I just, thank you, man. You too, Aaron. You too. And I just want to say that all of you have a purpose, no matter how low key you think it is. If your story doesn't seem as crazy as mine, it doesn't matter. If you feel sometimes you wake up and you're just like, you don't understand why you feel so listless because nothing's bad's happening, but your life should be good and you should be happy. Talk about that. Pray to God about it. And I promise you, you will find the answers you seek. Because when somebody else says, me too, bro, it changes it. I mean, to get vulnerable again, the first time I admitted to another grown man that I had been molested, they said, me too. And the veil that I needed to hide that shameful thing that was somebody else's shame to bear, not mine, fell away instantly. But I could never have had it fall away had I not just shared it. It is your job on this world. It is your purpose. God will show you your purpose further and further the more and more you share the struggles and triumphs along with them. Love all of you guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.